Hi, and welcome to Transparent with Tina. I am Tina Marks, your host. Today's guest is a tech-savvy strategist, author, podcaster, and a creation coach. She's going to tell us exactly how she can help you build your business. Up next, Molly Mandelberg. Welcome, Molly. So good to see you. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. You're welcome. So you are a tech savvy strategist, podcaster, author, and a creation coach. Okay. So we're going to talk all about that and what you do in your business, what makes you so um, special. But before we get into that, you, were you always an entrepreneur? Let's hear, let's hear the backstory and how you even got into this, how you found your niche? Yeah, I, it was very much by accident. So I started my business doing hypnotherapy because I had a, a deep interest in past life regression therapy. And so, yeah, so I started my business doing that. And um, after the first six months or so, I sort of realized that um, I like talking fast and that I was tired of doing the induction and that if I was going to do hypnosis for the rest of my life, I felt like I might go crazy. So I also started to notice that in my sessions with clients, a lot of the healing and transformation and a lot of the shift was happening before the hypnosis session even started. Cause there would be a coaching questioning time before we went into induction. And in that process, big shift would happen. So I started noticing that maybe I could do just coaching, just coaching. I should, I could do coaching without the hypnosis side of it built in. And if I did that, then I could actually start, you know, more easily doing sessions over zoom. I could more easily give up the office that I was paying rent for and start living nomadically again, which I've been nomadic for most of the last 13 years. So I really was missing traveling by having an office to start my business. Um, Let me ask you, this was, this is obviously way prior to COVID, correct? Oh yeah. This was many years ago. That that's, that's so, that's, it's so current now because that's what everybody's doing. I mean, you thought about zoom way before and that you could give up your office space. And now a lot of people are, 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 when you say induced, when, when you say induction, 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 yeah, that's just part of the hypnosis process. That's like the relaxation technique to get you into a, okay that kind of state so that you can access the subconscious mind more easily. So did that, all that, um, wisdom, that aha come all at one time, like, okay, the the nomadic lifestyle, giving up all of that, was that just like hit you all at once? No, No, it was like a process of unfolding of realizing I was starting to feel there's something that happens. If anybody's ever changed your niche or changed your career path, it starts tapping you on the shoulder before it's really time to act. Mm -hmm. So I started having that shoulder tap of like, maybe this isn't quite it. And I sort of shifted my focus to be on more coaching. And as I did that, I was trying to find my niche as a coach. So I started out with a relationship niche. I was going to help people, you know, master their relationships and find love. And that wasn't quite right. Didn't feel aligned. People weren't showing up to receive it. That I, what I really noticed was that a lot of people didn't want to talk about changing their relationship. They just wanted to talk ad infinitum about their relationship and how it wasn't working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to take a lot of action there. So that didn't feel fun for me. So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll be a money mindset coach. But at that time, years ago, I still had a lot of my own money crap happening. A lot of my own stuff was up. So it didn't really feel aligned. So of course, clients didn't show up because I wasn't in a place of alignment. 
And then I was doing like, find your purpose. Cause that's a conversation I love having with people is like, what are you really on this earth to be doing? And how can we make that happen? And yet still it wasn't an urgent and pressing enough need the way that I was phrasing it. But what happened every time I switched my niche, every time I changed my focus, every time I listened to that shoulder tap, pushing me in a new direction, I would develop an entire like new, like cornucopia of content. I would build out a program or a course. I would develop more email marketing systems. I would build new sales funnels. I would develop copy and content and marketing around every new direction. So I was actually mastering both the content copywriting side of things and also the technology that we need to actually launch a program or course or actually market to an email list or you know, nurture an audience in any way. So we can build that no, no, like, and trust factor. So after a while I had won this speaking, um, contest at a program that I was taking and I had the chance to speak to an audience of, um, a bunch of other coaches and holistic practitioners who were my friends, my community, my peers. And the night before I had that opportunity to speak to part of the room, because I had won the speaker contest by tenacity, not by making money or, or making sales, um, by just simply doing eight workshops in one month, I had won the numbers game. So the night before I was having this like moment of why the hell isn't my business taking off? Why isn't this working? And I had a friend and I just asked her, like, you can see me better than I can see me. Like, tell me what it is I'm not seeing. Tell me what I'm good at and what the world needs from me because I can't see it for myself. Mm-hmm. And she's a world-class coach. And she pointed out to me, that I was getting really good at this content development stuff and this funnel, sales funnel building stuff and this technology and automation stuff. And she said, why don't you help us with that? And the words that came out of my mouth, and if you ever hear yourself saying this, please take note of what you're talking about because it's probably the thing you're supposed to be doing. I said, no one's going to pay me for that because that's the fun part. Oh, I love like, that. No, yes. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause you know, that was, that was what my question was going to be like all this time that you're looking into being a coach in this area or this area or this area, you're honing your skills without even know that you're honing your skills. Yeah. So I was going to say to you was that is, so that's fun for you. That- yeah. And those are the things that I, my brain will naturally go to geek out on. My brain is naturally wanting to like wordsmith and like amount, like alchemize the perfect language to like put something out into the world and to speak that like soul song of our people and like draw them in magnetically with the energetics of language. And then also I have this engineer side of my brain that like wants to put a puzzle together and see how it works. And so I was like reverse engineering people's sales funnels. I was like opting into every list I could get on just to see like, how did they do it? How do they use their sales pages and landing pages and opt-in pages? And how are they interacting with me? And which emails am I even opening? And why did I open that one over that one? And just like geeking out on all the pieces of that. Until that became kind of my expertise is knowing how these things work and how to make them work well and helping people set them up who have no idea how those pieces of the puzzle should even operate. And, you know, I love that you said, you know, really pay attention when you say, you know, I'm never going to get paid for this. Nobody's going to pay me for that. And I think that's a trap that a lot of people, they, they fall into that trap and that's why they don't ever find their purpose and fulfill their purpose is because they don't think it's going to pay any money. And I'm a firm believer that if you do what you love, the money will follow. And then I, that kind of made my own after that. And I said, well, in, even if it doesn't follow, you're going to be much happier because you're not going to need as much to f- like fill up your life 
um, in my first book, I write about um, there being a void when you haven't found your purpose and what your true calling is, you know, if you have this like void, because we are all, I believe, put here to fulfill our purpose, to bring greater good to ourselves and everybody else around us. So it's like, so if you have that gap or that void, okay, we try and fill it because it needs a gap needs to be filled. Right. So that's where we turn to like maybe not great behaviors, you know, whether I mean, for me, it was shopping. So I was like shopping all the time and, and, and don't get me wrong. I love fashion, but it was more of an impulse necessity to fill that. And, and now I'm in a, such a place of, of peace because I found my purpose. I'm in my purpose really, really deep. And it's like, yeah, I still appreciate fashion, but I don't feel this calling or this, this urge to, to go out and, and do that. And so I think that that's really important. So everybody, please, if you have something that you feel like you're passionate about, explore it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get curious and follow yeah. that thread. Definitely. Okay. So, so let's go a little deeper in what a tech savvy strategist is and a, you know, creation coach. So how do you help people? Yeah. So I mostly work with coaches and holistic practitioners um, and what I would say conscious leaders, people who trade in wisdom and guidance and want to share a message. And I help them to take their brilliant one-on-one work and transfer that into what would be a brilliant course or a program or a one-to-many platform. So sometimes that looks like setting up an email list and figuring out how we're going to grow that email list, how we're going to nurture that email list and really connect with your people. Sometimes that looks like building a giant group program and finally creating your like higher level offerings beyond just one-on-one services. Which would be courses and what else? What else? Courses and programs. And sometimes that's webinars and Um, sometimes that's actually writing like signature talks for speaking gigs. I was going to say that. So like speaking engagement. So you help in creating the actual, not only courses, but somebody who's going to be doing a speaking engagement as well. Yeah. And it really depends on the person. Like two people could be running the entirely same business, serving the same audience, offering the same kinds of tools, but those two people are going to have different strengths. And so their business model is going to look different. So the strategy part is looking at who are you, what are you really here to do and how can we bring that awareness into your business and create the perfect business model for you? Like for some people, they want to be on stage in front of hundreds and thousands of people. For other people, they want to sit behind their computer on a beach and not actually ever see anyone face to face. And so we ought to build different things depending on what kind of business is actually going to serve that person. Exactly. And so, and you, you, you personalize it because, you know, I've been hearing a lot. I mean, we've been hearing for a long time about the comparison game. Okay. There's thousands and maybe millions of coaches out there. Right. And so somebody would say, you know, but it's all in your delivery and all in your tongue. And I learned that when I wrote my first book, which was, I found an editor. Cause I remember I had, had interviewed a lot of editors, but I finally found one that sounded like it was my, she was in my speaking my tongue. So I think that that's really important. I think that sounds like it's your niche. So you really get to know your clients um, on a really deep personal level. So it would sound like they actually created it. Yeah. I mean, you, you basically say, what's your message? You work on the message and then you build out, you articulate it. Yeah. And there are many coaches and healers who happen to also be fabulous writers and they don't need help so much with the copywriting as they do with figuring out what they're going to create and then going and doing it and having accountability and support to go and do this big, scary thing that they don't know how to do yet. And then there's more often, (laughs) 
a lot of coaches and holistic practitioners who are amazing at what they do and they're powerful practitioners and facilitators and teachers, but they are not good at talking about what they do and that's not their expertise. And so to try and fit ourselves into every box and say, I'm going to be this part of my business and this part of my business and this part of my business is to actually dilute your magic. And if you were to focus all of that energy into being the best facilitator you can be and let the other parts that you haven't mastered not necessarily be your job anymore, that's when the solopreneur becomes the entrepreneur, the builder of an enterprise, the ability to actually scale. Interesting. I love that. And I think that that's so true. And I think everybody, you know, we all beat ourselves up when we can't do everything. You know, we are one person and, you know, we do have an area of expertise. So, you know, that's what delegating is for. And so um, have you actually ever um, written a book for somebody where they said, this is what I want to talk about and gave you the meat and then said, here. No, I'm not a ghostwriter in long form like that. Okay. But I would say I'm a ghostwriter for copy. And for and so you, you refer to alignment and spirituality. How did you get into that? I mean, that's obviously a big part of your practice. Yeah. I mean, I was super fortunate to be raised by a pretty far out woo woo mother. <laughs> My mom was like channeling the Akashic record before I was born. She, uh, she's very spiritually tuned in to a lot of big magic. And so I was raised where I would be asking questions about life and the universe and who I am and who, what we are, you know, people on earth in bodies. And I would get super far out. And in my opinion, real answers. And so, uh, I started just diving into my own research as a teenager. And then as I started traveling the world by myself, just reading books on what is it to be a human in a body and like, um, non-duality and Buddhism and, studying meditation and just geeking out on reality and awareness and consciousness. And that sort of led me to, yeah. Yeah. I talk about this a lot in my show and it's my show is centered a lot around that, uh, around this, because my life would be completely different if I, that was not the center of my life. That is the center. Everything else unfolds because of that. I mean, how would you feel your life would have been different if you had not discovered that? Yeah. I mean, there have been definite phases of my life where I've rebelled against that and rejected it and tried to fill the void, like you said, with shopping. And I was doing it with, you know, drinking or substance abuse or um, avoidance tactics of many Mm -hmm. different kinds. And yeah, the more we distract ourselves, the less we get to know ourselves. Exactly. There's a lot of tools. And what's amazing right now is we have our fingertips like connected to more tools than you could ever possibly use in a lifetime. And there's so much out there that is designed to support us to wake up and to like self-actualize and to live an abundant and like brilliant and badass life. And it's up to us to like dig into that. Yes, exactly. And there's never been a better time because it's really out there now. I mean, I remember when my mom was really ahead of the game too. And it was, it was called new age thinking back yeah. then, you know, and it's like, there's, there's nothing new about it. It's been around forever, you know, but now people are more accepting of it. And yeah. So, um, you actually, uh, created your own Oracle cards. Yeah. That was kind of a passion project, but it's also a framework 
the framework that I use to create that deck um, is also a quiz on my website. The what level of thought leader are you quiz uses. I saw that. I haven't framework. taken it yet. Yeah. And it's also the framework for the book that I've re- recently written. That's not yet published, but stay tuned for that called wild hearts rise up. And uh, yeah, the Oracle deck is just a lot of my own consciousness and magic put into 60 cards um, with six suits that are based on the major arcana of the tarot. So there's the fool, the magician, the high, uh, high priestess, the empress, the hierophant, and then the wheel of fortune. And I chose those cards to be the six suits for, I had this sort of download when I found out that the Kabbalah, the tree of life is related to the major arcana of the tarot mm-hmm. and that it's actually a sort of guide to how an idea becomes manifest in physical reality. So how we have this like esoteric thought or like ideation that then actualizes and becomes real in the physical world, which if you've ever had an idea for a book and then you see your book in your hands a few years later, that's the same thing. So how does that happen? And it seems like the tree of life, the Kabbalah, also the major arcane of the tarot is kind of a roadmap for how that happens. And so I got really geeked out on that and dug into that framework. And so that, that deck is sort of a, I like to call it a pep talk deck. It's a way to get a little inspiration and insight and magic into your life. You can just pull a card a day. You can also use it as like a three card spread or a past, present, future, or ask a question and pull a card to answer it. Um, But it is also infused with that. How do we bring our dreams and into reality. Exactly. And I love it. And you know, it's the power of suggestion. I have, I've got to get your cards because I've been using angel cards. You know, you can ask a question or you can just say, what do I, a specific question of what do I need to know today? And I, I'm telling you, it's, it, it is so right on 99% of the time. Sometimes I'm like, what is that? But yeah, it's really interesting. And that's another way, you know, I, I, I talk a lot, about, a lot about a morning routine, doing you know, uh, meditation and journaling and affirmations, exercise, all that. And I've incorporated that. And it's just like one more thing to kind of um, solidify your presence and really like, you know, because we are physical beings, but we're housing spiritual bodies. And I think, you know, oftentimes we feel like if we can't, you know, if, if we can't reach it with our five senses, it doesn't exist. So this is a little bit, you know, more about things unseen and it really, you, you were the, you use the perfect word magic is, is, is how it feels when you start living this kind of life. Yeah. So you mentioned a, that you have a book coming out, but you also have the book, uh, the money machine blueprint. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and mindful health LLC featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her earth echo foods line, cacao bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something great for your body. It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. It's then blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel your best. The result, fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's filling to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, Earth Echo Foods has been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. Use the code TRANSPARENT and receive 15% off your purchase today. Go to earthechofoods.com forward slash transparent with Tina. 
Yeah, so that's uh, more of an ebook. It's more of just a PDF. The Money Machine Blueprint isn't really a book, I would say. But yeah, okay. it's, what is- uh, the Money Machine Blueprint is an amazing resource. It sort of outlines how these sales funnels work. So how do you go from somebody not knowing who you are to choosing to be on your email list and connecting with you to then inviting them to something? How can you build that relationship in a like streamlined and easy to use way? Um, that's what the Money Machine Blueprint is. That's on my website. And then the book that I've just written, which hopefully will be coming out soon. I'm still honestly trying to go the traditional route of getting an agent, a literary agent and a publisher that way. Um, I'm going to give it a few more months of trying that before I cave and self-publish. But um, the yeah, that book is kind of memoir, kind of self-help. It sort of goes into that whole framework of bringing a dream into manifest reality and I use a lot of stories from my own life and my own ways that I've transformed limiting beliefs into possibilities and into more awareness and how I've healed and grown and what I had to let go of in order to become the leader that I've become. Um, Can you share person. one of one of your uh, tools that you used? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. The biggest, best tool that I've ever found of all the modalities I've tried, and I've tried a lot of them, is called Access Consciousness. And it's so crazy to me that it's so under the radar that people don't know know about it widely, but it really is only for certain people. Certain people can't hear it. Certain people just resonate highly with it. It's like law of attraction on steroids, but law of attraction, even when Abraham Hicks delivers it to us, it still feels inactionable sometimes. Like I sure I get the concept, but like now how do I do it? And so what's cool about access consciousness is there's like hundreds of questions to ask. There's dozens of classes to take. There's verbal processing. There's hand-on body processes. And there's just so many tools to dig into. And I have in my life and in the lives of the people who I play with in the access world, I have seen people transform instantaneously, just like having a shift and a transformation where suddenly their whole life is different afterwards more quickly than anything else I've ever seen. So my entire relationship with money has changed. My relationship to men has changed my sex life. My, like my, I don't, I guess you could call it a sexual awakening, but really just like my willingness to be embodied and be someone who experiences pleasure in everyday life has magnified (laughs) insanely And I would say that I use those tools to create the partnership that I'm in right now with the lover. So where does somebody find those tools? I mean, how do you access consciousness.com? It's literally in 140 different countries. They've got dozens of classes that are happening all over the world all the time. And it's crazy that nobody knows about it, but it's amazing. If you want free stuff, just YouTube access consciousness, find a facilitator that you vibe with and watch some videos. Um, if you want to read about it, being you changing the world is a book by Dr. Dane here. And that is the best like introduction to those tools that I think is. Out and this is, right ob- this is obviously ongoing. It's not like you take a course and you're done. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a practice that you continue. Yeah. The more you go, the bigger life gets. Yeah. Be your being you changing the world, being you changing the world. Perfect. I'm writing it down. All right. Thank you for that. That I've never heard of that. So yeah, so much. Um, so who, like you, your ideal client, you said is coaches and coaches and holistic practitioners, ideally people who have been seeing clients one to one-on-one for a while, and they're ready to begin leveraging their work to reach more people. And so like, what can somebody expect? Like you were talking about somebody that's like brand new, 
let's say they don't really have a following or anything like that. What, how long would you work with them and, and what could they expect in like six months or a year? Yeah. So I have varying degrees of offerings, depending on where someone's at in their business. I've got courses and programs to support people to build their email list, to build a quiz, to grow their email list, to build their first course or program. Um, I've got a new program called peace with money, which is just about your relationship to money and the energy of money and how to radically transform and evolve that. And then I've got one-on-one services. Usually when I work one-on-one with someone, it's over the course of six months or so. Okay. the intention is different depending on the client because what they want to create is going to be different. But usually it's about setting things up that they wouldn't set up on their own and creating some sort of autonomy and automation and preparing them to hopefully hire and delegate um, to a team at some point so they can be doing less of the busy work in their business because they've systemized and set things up to actually be easier to manage and broadcast. So you as a creation coach, so would that your work would be pretty much done after six months or it would it be ongoing and you would be part of the team now? Uh, it depends. Some clients, um, my high-end clients, it's a done for you service where they actually hire me to keep working on things for them. Okay. Some people are done after six months and some people want to keep working together because they love me so much. Exactly. Well, I could see, I could see why. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the, the, the piece with money is a four week course and they can get that. Where can they where can they find that? Yeah. Wildheartsriseup.com slash peace. And that'll be happening live again soon. And um, hopefully by the end of the summer, 2021, we will have a home study version of that, that people can buy and take on their own. Perfect. And now, and you're also a podcaster and it's called oh, yeah. Wild Hearts Rise Up. Tell us about, tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So uh, one of my podcasts is called Tactical Magic. I call that the business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. So tactical magic is um, sort of vacillates between business strategies, like how to launch a podcast or how to um, monetize your blog or things like that to healing modalities and actual transformational tools with which to set yourself free. And then my other podcast is reveal the game of life. And that is just me and my co-host Chris Tomaso kind of riffing on consciousness and stepping out of the matrix and transforming your relationship to this reality and how to actually, um, yeah, be more than you thought you could be and wake up to what's really going on here. Fantastic. And when did you say your new book is coming out? Uh, there isn't a date yet, but hopefully oh, that's, we'll oh, that's right. Because you, you next wanna, year, you I'm hoping get an it'll agent. be released. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, um, Tell us a little bit about your nomadic lifestyle. I want to hear about that. How long? Oh, yeah. So uh, after college, when I was about 22, I started traveling the world and um, I would do it on a shoestring, very much a starving artist archetype and struggling to get by. I would work a job for a few months, make a little bit of money and then either get in my car and start driving around the country or I would fly off to a tropical place and just backpack around for a few months. And I was doing that for many years before I started my business. And then I hunkered down for a little while when I started my business just to get it going and navigate all that niche switching stuff we talked about earlier. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now I'm making enough money to like choose where I want to live and like figure out, like build a life for myself. And I, had this moment of like, no, I still don't want to pick a place. I don't like winter. I don't want to live somewhere hot where it's even hotter in the summer. I want like my like perfect weather all all the seasons. Yeah. And I want to be with my people. I have like 
close family and deep friendships all over the country and all over the world. So I wanted to have the mobility. So I thought maybe an RV would be the, the, the choice. And I went and test drove an RV and it didn't feel right. It didn't feel quite safe enough. It didn't feel cozy enough. It didn't feel like me. And so then I started thinking about this thing called van life, which everybody knows about now, but four years ago, it wasn't so popular. Right. And was just looking into it and finally decided to buy a van. And that was about three and a half years ago that I bought my van and spent two and a half years building it out um, as I traveled in it full time. So a lot of people have a bunch of money and they buy the van and they build the whole thing out within a month. And I was sort of still growing my business and investing heavily in my business and myself and my growth in that way. And so I would just build one thing at a time. So I like drove to Colorado, build the bed frame, drove to Minnesota, put the solar panels on, drove to North Carolina, finished wiring the solar panels, um, came back to Oregon, put the sink in the kitchen, like the stove in, ended up getting a fridge when I was back in Austin, Texas. So like piece by piece, I built this beautiful tiny home inside of a sprinter van. And you, you, you don't see any end in sight for this? You're, you're not feeling any kind of claustrophobic or? I don't feel claustrophobic at all. Honestly, I feel like the whole world is my front yard. So yeah, I get yeah. outside a lot. Um, the thing that has slowed me down recently is falling in love with somebody who lives in a house. And so I've kind of been, video of this, but I'm in his space right now. That's so. kind of what I thought. I thought that's not your van. Yeah, no, this is not my van. This is yeah. So I've is gotten a, a little bit. Is this the first time you've been presented with that problem? Uh, the last time I was in a relationship, I stayed put a little bit more for him too. That okay. was like five years ago. So this is the first time in a while that I've stayed put. You're going to have to keep us. Uh, yeah, we'll keep you. Gonna, I wonder if you're going to give up your, uh, how does he feel about that? Does he feel uh, like- we, I mean, he likes to adventure. So he loves going out in the van. We have, we've taken a few trips out in the van and it's, I will never give the van up. I don't think even when I buy yeah. property someday, I'm sure I will still keep, keep the van. Keep the van. Yeah, no, exactly. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So listen, okay. It's been amazing talking to you. Three, three takeaways, three takeaways Take for our audience that you think. Yeah. Are- well, number one is stay curious. If you're feeling like something is tapping you on the shoulder, explore it, ask questions about it. Um, let yourself go towards what you're wanting to geek out on. If you told hippie vagabond me 10 years ago that I would be a marketing strategist, like I would not have believed you, right? but because I was willing to follow that curiosity and keep asking questions and keep exploring and trying things and actually taking action, um, that's a huge thing. So ask big questions, stay curious. And number two is take action, like be bold, move forward, Mm -hmm. go and read that book or take that class or show up to learn that thing or try that thing because that is where the growth happens. Absolutely. Yeah. And number three is get support. Like, I don't know. I know you, Tina, we've talked about it before, but we don't get to these places of success and, and prosperity and purpose without support. So find a mentor, find a coach, find a class, find a community, find mm-hmm. some kind of support system. That's not just going to hold you accountable. That's also going to teach you and guide you forward to becoming who you want to become. Ideally somebody who's doing what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those would be the three things. I, would I love all three of those. And it's so true because being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely business. And I think that's why a lot of people end up going back into the corporate world, not because they want to, but because they don't, you know, they don't have the support and, you know, and also two heads are better than one and you can bounce ideas off of and when it's just yourself, right? So 
constantly, like I say, action, intention. Yeah. And curious. That is, if you're looking to find your purpose, just think of a couple things that you're curious about. Cause they're like, I don't know where to start. I, I don't know what I'm interested in. Well, what, what are you curious about? Start there, right? Yeah. Start at the library, pick a book. What's, what's poking at you. So how do people get a hold of you, Molly? Yeah. Wild hearts with an S rise up.com is my website. Everything we've talked about is on there. Um, if you want to follow my travels and my daily insights, inspirations, um, I do try to post most days on Instagram. So Instagram is wild underscore the word one O N E underscore rising. Those are the best two places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you everybody for tuning in today. If you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. It's Tina Marks TV. Um, And also, if you haven't downloaded my podcast, please do that as well and share it with a friend. Okay, so we will see you all next week. Thanks, Molly. And uh, we will be talking soon.